Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to tell stories with your brand. Storytelling can be very powerful to your business. It's just a matter of figuring out how to tell those stories. I think that is really what hinders a lot of businesses from using storytelling as part of their branding strategy and making it a part of how they do business every day. When you look around your business, you have to ask yourself the question, what stories are there to be told? It can be about the business, how the business came to be. It could be about products and services. What made you choose those products to build? Why you have the services, why the business itself is passionate about the work that they do, and how that impacts the community, it impacts their customers. Those are the stories that I think you need to look at from a business side to say, how can we talk about ourselves and how can we brag about the things that we do well and turn everyday interactions that we have with customers into part of our marketing strategy? The other storytelling that I think can occur is letting your customers do it for you, whether it's through testimonies or reviews, things that they can put that show the quality of the work, the products, services that you offer, and build those into stories that then can be shared with social media, on your website, in newsletters, emails, everything that will actually help you move along with your conversion rates. So let's step back into the first part, telling stories about your business. I think that when it comes to consumers and how they interact with a business and what business they choose to interact with and actually engage with and become part of kind of a brand ambassador makes them kind of fall in love with the story of why your business came to be. When I think of some of the businesses that I worked with, the ones such as Cthulhu Prime Meats, there's a good story there. It's a third, fourth generation family business um, that was started because obviously someone had some interest in cutting meat and doing it in a way that it provided quality meat to customers. It gave them options of things that they couldn't find in local groceries. And there's a story there that's told in the generation side, the family side of things, how the kids kept it going and the grandkids kept it going. And now that business has matured into several other businesses, perishable shipping, um, online retail. And that's a story that's really nice. And I think when you're a customer and you enjoy the quality of the product, having that kind of background of knowing how that business came to be and what it is, those customers will go on and tell other potential customers why they need to go there and shop and what the quality product that comes out of it is. And here's the story behind it. That's something that a customer can hang on to. It's something they can tell for you. And they engage other people based on the knowledge of interest. You know, I, I have friends that cook, so I would tell them, you know, if you want to cook something and you're good at cooking and you want a better quality to work with product, then you go to Catullo's to get it when it comes to meat. When you think about the business side of that, there's easily thousands of stories to be told. You have thousands of customers that are cooking all day, sharing recipes, trying new things. They come in, they talk about it. I worked there for a little bit behind the counter. So it was not unheard of to have a customer in, come in, ask about a recipe. You give them a recipe, they go back, they try it, they use it, they come back, they say it worked or they changed it. And then you engage with them and you talk about that. And then when you're looking at the marketing side, if we wanted to send out an email and we have a special on a certain type of product, we have hundreds of recipes that we can share with that. So it became part of the strategy looking deeper into the business of how we brag about what it is the customers told us and how we build that recipe. 
sometimes we would actually use the name of the customer when we're putting the recipe out, knowing that they're going to get it. There's a chance they're going to share it with their friends and family. And then you increase your customers that come in because they saw that. So you can build brand loyalty by telling stories about the history of the business. People really, really like to latch onto a business that they understand the history of and they get it. And when it's local, that matters a lot. Consider going to these chain restaurants and things like that. You would probably, if you're into that kind of foodie thing, you're going to pick a local restaurant, hopefully over a chain restaurant, because you like the story and you like the fact that it's local and it's people that remind you of yourself when you look at them. And they may have went off and done something that you wanted to do. So you can tell stories that way. You just have to find them. And recipes is an easy thing. And meat and food products are easy to tell stories about because it looks good. It's easily shareable on the internet, going on social media and your website and your emails. It's easy to put products out like that. But switch gears. Go into another product or service that's offered. Let's think of, I always use grass cutting businesses because I think that those are ones that a customer doesn't necessarily want to go out and do the yard work all the time. They don't enjoy it. They don't like being in the heat. So they might find a company that does a really nice job and through fertilization and cutting correctly and knowing the seasons, you can have a yard that looks really great. And that's something that, you know, your neighbors are going to see. You want to brag about. You want to talk about a local business that came out and did it and what exactly they're doing for your yard to make it look beautiful. That becomes a story. You can sit down, you can ask for a testimony from that customer, you can offer them a special because they do it, you know, a discounted rate or even free service for a month. There's ways that you can kind of, without putting money and investments into it, capture these stories and share them in a positive way. Cell phones, I think technology has moved so fast and so far along that as soon as you buy a new cell phone, you have in your hand the power to create all the content that you would ever need and share it in mediums that expect the look and feel of that. You don't need the $1,000 cameras, the audio equipment, the editing software. You can get all of that from a cell phone. You can download free apps that you can edit with, and you don't have to be a genius when it comes to it. You don't have to have a background doing that. You just look at other videos, look at other customers, or look at other businesses like yours that have put out content, see the way that they're shooting something. And I would say half, 50% of the time, they're using a cell phone to do so. So looking at technology and looking at the opportunity for a business, it's all right there. Telling that story is very important. And when you have people that can look at that, that content and say, you know what, that could be me. That's something that I see myself doing, or that's a product that I can see using and, and appreciating the value that comes out of actually the service, then that's where you have the gold. That's the gold of storytelling it for a brand, storytelling as it comes to marketing. So from a business side, think really deeply about why you started that business. Tell that story. Have the business owner tell that story. Have some of the workers tell the story. You know, anyone that maybe is in sales, why do they appreciate the job? Why do they like the job? Nine out of 10 times, you're going to hear someone say that I really like helping people. You know, that's why I do sales. I know that the products and services, I believe in them. I'm selling them. And I know that the people that use it are getting value out of it. That's a story. That's a video. That's a blog. That's an email that can go out that talks about that person and introduces that person. Because if I said, you know, Joe works in our sales department and here's why he loves the business and here's why he loves everything he does. And then I pick up the phone and I call and I talk to Joe. I have an immediate connection because I feel like I know Joe. I know what he's about when it comes to this business and I know that I can trust him. 
selling products and selling your brand is all about trust. It's about building trust and adding value between that relationship that you have with your customers. So storytelling from the brand side, really think about what it is that you're going to tell about your business. When you're talking about products or services, testimonies are very powerful. And that's kind of where you go into the second part about letting your customers do the heavy lifting for you on telling that story. Someone calls and says, hey, I had a great experience with this. I had a great experience with your product. I love it. I'm actually the type of consumer that does this. When I buy something or I use a service and I like it, I go online, I provide a testimony, I provide feedback, I give a review, I try to share it, I tell other people about it. I'm creating content for free for whatever brand or business service I'm using and I'm putting it out there. As a business, you need to know how to monitor that. So know what review sites are out there. Know where you're looking for them. Be able to go in, capture out that review, reach out to the customer and say, hey, do you mind if we use this? I'll offer you a 10% discount off your next purchase, whatever it is. Just let me use the content that you did. And do you have something more to say? Would you mind doing a video? We could have you come in and we could record you talking about this and, and giving your experience that you had. And if you don't mind, we'd like to share that with our other customers. Let your customers do the heavy lifting. There's no one that can tell the response of what your product or service has done better than them. They've invested into you. And by doing that, you're building brand loyalty because you're showing real people doing it. It has to be authentic. That's part of storytelling is that there has to be an authenticity to whatever story you're telling. If you try to sugarcoat it, consumers are so knowledgeable now and they're so kind of tuned in to what's real and what's not that they'll be able to call BS on anything that you say. They'll see what you did and if you're sugarcoating something or you know, you had a product that maybe doesn't work as well and you have a lot of people providing feedback that says your product stinks and then you go out and try to tune that a different way, they'll call you out on it. And that negative response and that negative feedback can be much worse for your brand than trying to go out and just tell the reality story. Now, I'm not saying go out and say, hey, we have an okay product and it works half the time. Fix the product and then go out and talk about what it is that you did to fix it and how you've, you, own, you take ownership over that. That's how negative responses on the internet can actually be more powerful to a brand than the positive ones. If someone has a negative experience and they go out and share that, the responses that you provide thereafter are really important for future customers because they will look. I'm also, as a consumer, somebody that reads rates, ratings and reviews online. If I'm buying something from Amazon, I will go and look at the reviews and read hundreds of them to see where I think this product falls. If there's negative stuff and there's no response about it, I take that to heart. I say, well, you know, this product may break and it seems like it doesn't work really well. If I see that the business says that, hey, you know, we're looking into this, we've taken care of this, we found a fix, uh, we're going to send you a new product, that shows that the business put good faith in the fact that they will improve the quality of customer service and their products. So when you're looking at how those customers are responding and you're looking for those stories to tell, also consider the fact that you have a voice. And that's what online has kind of done for businesses. It's provided a, a sounding board both ways. Someone could give negative uh, feedback, you can provide a solution, and then that turns into an actual positive response and a positive interaction that you had. Stories are there to be told though. Someone says this product works really great. I've used it hair, hair, and hair. That becomes a testimony. It's something you send in that email or it's something you put on the product page as a testimony section where you maybe pull three or four of those and say, you know, Joe said that he had a great experience and here's the rating that he gave us online. 
That kind of stuff is very powerful when it comes to storytelling as part of the brand. And when you're building a story and you're thinking about the medium, you know, do we use a video? Do we take a photo? Do we share a photo of a customer? What does that look like? What part of your brands are you injecting into that? Do you start every video with uh, the same kind of fade in? Are you using your logo throughout it? Do you have your logo as a watermark on the video throughout the video? So no matter when someone is watching that, they know that it's from your company. They know that it's about your product or your service. How do you end it? Are you putting a slide up that says, you know, to purchase this product, click here. There's information below in the video. Um, there's somewhere on this website where you can purchase and there's has to be a call to action. So when you're building that story, think about what the call to action is. What is the story being told? What's the toast testimony being given? And how does that lead into a conversion or a call to action where someone can purchase or get more information? That has to be part of what your storytelling is. My best advice is to sit down and really kind of put together a template. Any stories that we tell on our website are going to look like this. It's going to be a video. It's going to be two minutes long. It's going to include a testimony. It's going to include product shots. Again, all things that you can edit and do on your phone. Uh, what does that look like? Here's the call to action. Here's where the call to actions exist. Some of my other podcasts I talk about video in general is understanding if someone's spending two or three minutes watching your video and it's five minutes long, what happens in that two to three minutes that either engages with them and maybe they left and converted or they lost interest. And knowing that's that recipe for a good video, you could use analytics to do that. That's why I use YouTube for all of my basic production stuff that I put out. I put it on YouTube because there's an analytic platform within YouTube that lets me know how long users were engaging with the video and watching it. So I can make those determinations that maybe after one or two minutes, they fell off and they weren't watching anymore. And then I could look at the video and say, okay, what happens in this one to two minutes? Why are they doing that? Does the content not seem strong enough? Am I not interested? Someone using uh, um a lot? Is that something that's maybe pushing people away? And then that helps me build the recipe for the next video. Okay, we want to shorten it. We want it to be 30 seconds. All of our videos have to be 30 seconds because we know that customers really aren't watching longer than that. Analytics helps drive that stuff. And Analytics on your emails. I talked about uh, in one of my email podcasts about building the right kind of taglines in your subjects. Um, the content of the email itself where you're front loading content information at the top and maybe putting the less interesting stuff at the bottom of the email because we know that people are going to scroll, but maybe they don't scroll forever. So understanding how that all works, analytics becomes a big driver of how you tell stories. So no matter whether it's the first part where you're talking about your business and you're kind of bragging about what it is you do and the story of your business or whether you have customer testimonies coming in, the way that the tone and voice are of those and what they look like can all be tracked with analytics. Another thing to think about when you're thinking about that tone and voice is, is what this person's saying, speaking to what our brand represents. Is that the way we would talk about ourselves if we were talking about our brand? If the answer is no, then don't use it. If the answer is yes, then do use it. Things to consider. I really think the branding and storytelling go hand in hand and you can't have a strong brand representation. You can't come up with that tagline. You can't come up with the look, feel of anything without knowing what that story is. Sit down, write some notes. If I was going to explain my business to somebody and build a brand off of this or tell a story, what would I say? How would I talk about my business? What products would I mention? What services would I mention? And then if I had to provide honest, true customer 
responses that are factual about the business, what would those say? What customer would I use and why? Is this customer in the age range of people that I know are customers? Or is this person kind of fall out of it? And would I not use them because of that? All questions. Questions really lead into everything when it comes to marketing, branding, advertising. I constantly say, ask questions about what it is you're doing, what it is you want to get out of it, and then how does that all work? Where do the conversions line up? Where are we putting people at? Where are we trying to get them to go? If I send an email, what's the ultimate goal of that email? Is it them to just know about us? Is it them to gain knowledge? Or is it for them to actually purchase? And then what am I putting in that email to do so? Same thing with the website, same thing with social media, same thing on any of the content that I'm building to do storytelling. It doesn't always have to be video. It could be a photo. It could be a before and after. Like if you're using the lawn cutting service example, maybe show that lawn when it's all dead and crummy looking and, you know, looks like it has no hope. And then maybe you show a three month later picture where it's plush and green and there's no dead spots and it's growing really well. Those things are, are part of storytelling and you're using just images to do so. And maybe you write a little blurb that explains that we gave this lawn five treatments and here's how it grew after three months. Very powerful stuff. It's definitely going to get you customers, but give them a reason to like your brand. Once somebody becomes a brand ambassador of yours and, and they latch on to you, they use your service, then it becomes very easy for them to go out and do the legwork of actually telling others that they need to use your product too. A good customer, a good experience, good customer satisfaction, the customer experience, everything that you're doing can really lead to having more customers technically for free. So something to think about in everything that you're doing with your storytelling and your branding. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Marone. You could check out other podcasts by looking at the This Is Marketing Podcast on all your favorite podcasting services. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.